the following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8.05 p.m. Events occur in fake time. Tuesday, everybody. Welcome. Of course, it is February 22nd, 2022, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. And I got to ask, I got to make this clear really quickly that I personally uh, did not get married today on 2222 Tuesday. But that seems to be the common thing that uh, is going around here. We have seen, like, I saw a story today about the DeLand Courthouse, up to 50 couples choosing to get married today. And this seems to be one of the common trends. You know, you take one of the days that has a really weird, like a weird sounding date or a very cool and uh, just spatial sounding date, and you choose that day to get married. So uh, if you were one of those lucky people that, you know, happened to get married today, then uh, please let me know. How did it go? What did you do? Did you end up like those 50 people in DeLand that just went down to the courthouse and said, all right, we are we're getting it done today. It's 222. So we're making it official. Or did you kind of plan this? What would probably have been years ahead of time because it's not like you can't see that 22222 is coming up so you've got to kind of plan for it it's almost like how uh january actually no that wouldn't even have worked shit because then it would have been 1121 last year no that doesn't quite it's not quite the same the next time that we're going to get this kind of a day is so you better start planning now people that are looking to get married in the next 10 years the next time that we're going to have anything like this is march 3rd 33 so we got another 11 years if you're sitting there just lonely by yourself waiting when is it my turn to get married then you know you still got some time okay you still got 11 years to get out there and go do the thing and maybe plan your uh, royal princess wedding date for that day. Now, of course, there would be a baby born at, you know, exactly 2.22 p.m. on 2.22.22 on Tuesday. And this day was special for parents Aberly and Hank Spear, who welcomed a new, a cute little baby girl into the world. Her name is Judah Grace, and she was born at 2.22 a.m. in uh, at a North Carolina delivery room. So there were two opportunities today to be born at 2.22. You had the a.m. slot, and you also had the p.m. slot. So it's up to you. And maybe, I don't know if the parents were sitting there just, you know, hey, hey, you cut it out now get it just reach in there get her out of there do it on this 
specific 60 second interval of time. But alas, uh, let me know how the day felt for you. Did it feel mystical? Did it feel like a magical day? Or was it just, you know, another another Tuesday, another day at the office? Because it doesn't help that it's Tuesday. And I am of the mind that, you know, personally, in my opinion, Tuesday is the worst day of the week. So a little bit unlucky for 2-22-22 to be here on a Tuesday. And I say this, I spent five minutes on all this, but we have got quite, quite a bit to get to here. So I'm a little bit surprised that I'm just uh, pussyfooting around here because I teased a lot of really gross stuff on social media that we're going to get to tonight. Like we not only have we have do we have that uh, Florida woman story who got a uh, botched bit of plastic surgery from a paperwork error, which, you know, that's exactly what you want your plastic surgery errors to involve is paperwork. But we also have the tale of a 19 year old college student who just he ate some really bad Chinese food. And now all of a sudden, because of sepsis that he caught uh, eating it, he no longer has arms and legs. So we'll have a lesson coming up in just a little bit on what you can what you can do to avoid such situations like that. You know, one of those being uh, put your food away properly and try not to eat Chinese leftovers, man. I don't know. So the only uh, Chinese place that I go to regularly is Panda Express. And I'm I'm telling you right now, there are no, there are never any fucking leftovers when we go to uh, Panda Express. And I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm one of those basic bitches that... Uh, you know, I'll just slam two portions of orange chicken. I don't even care, man. But trust me, it is not getting leftover as leftovers for the next day because it's getting eaten immediately. But if you go to a different kind of Chinese place where, you know, they give you a big old heaping tray of shit, then it's probably not hard to uh, have any sort of leftovers there. But we'll learn about the story of him momentarily. But first, before we blow things wide open here and really jump into it, I would, of course, like to remind everybody that if you are listening to the podcast or if you are watching the YouTube recording, what they call in the gaming community, the VOD. Gross, I got a piece of cat hair stuck in my mouth. But if you are watching the recorded version or the podcast or however you may be listening, then you are, of course, I heartily join you to listen live every Monday and Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We stream live on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. It is slash simulation radio on all three of those platforms at twitch.tv slash simulation radio, facebook.com slash simulation radio, and, of course, uh, the platform that I'm promoting the most, youtube.com slash simulation radio. So let's jump into a couple of these stories here, because first of all, this first story is just absolutely insane. It's the tale of a Florida mom who she went in to get some plastic surgery, right? She was meant to get a breast reduction surgery. And I know what you're thinking, fellas. Like, oh, no, you're getting a breast reduction surgery? Look, some some women just have tits that are just too big. I know you don't know anything about that, but that's 
that's a reality sometimes. You know, if they're just ridiculously too big, you'll start getting back problems. And, you know, that's not fun for everybody. You want her to be having a good time in life, too. And, you know, it's that's just how it goes sometimes. Her name is Tiffany Mills. She is a 29-year-old Florida mother. And she had a little bit of a paperwork mix-up because rather than get the breast reduction surgery that she was scheduled for, instead, she got huge breast implants after going under the knife for the breast reduction. She also just mistakenly had an extended tummy tuck and liposuction after she checked in from the procedure. She called it the absolute worst pain of her life and i know that you guys probably saw some of the uh images that were posted on the simulation radio instagram page which is by the way at simulation radio on instagram then uh it's just it's fucking gruesome man and you know what we're i'm gonna have to show these to you again because what a better way to strike fear into the hearts of anybody that is thinking of going to get plastic surgery than to show you plastic surgery gone wrong. Now, I know that they make uh, some reality shows. I don't know if they make them anymore where <clears throat> it it's like a botched plastic surgery reality show. I don't remember exactly what it's called. If anybody does know, then, you know, hit me up with a comment and remind me of my stupidity. But if you've seen any of those shows, then, you know, you're probably already scared of plastic surgery, right? And this is one of those things that, you know, the idea of plastic surgery, just it already scares the shit out of me. And then I see stories like this, and it really, it really does not help things at all. It really does not increase the desire to get any sort of plastic surgery. You know, not that I'm not just, I'm perfect, man. I need absolutely zero plastic surgery surely but you know even if i did need it i would 100 be afraid to do it but uh miss mills was not afraid to go for it but the problem is is that you know there was there was a bit of a paperwork mix-up the clinic did not immediately own up to their mistake and only later admitted to a paperwork mix-up after she bombarded them with furious phone calls she said they didn't tell me that they'd mixed up my details with another patient until the next day and they also said don't be upset about it look at it like you got free surgery well i'm going to show you some pictures of that free surgery and let me know what you think about this because all right check this out this is the free tummy tuck that she didn't ask for that's that is just fucking gruesome man and especially from a woman that does not already need it that doesn't really need it then getting a kind of plastic surgery like this is you know especially when you don't need it it it's gonna produce results like this uh all right let's check out some of the other images obviously the a lot of these are uh censored so that we don't get fucking obliterated by youtube and the social medias but uh she not only received unwanted breast implants but the surgeon also botched the procedure the mom said that she could feel the implants all the way up to her collarbone and the wounds beneath her her breast the incision that was under there it became infected and oh 
God, this is just, this is fucking bad, man. The incisions eventually ended up uh, ripping open. And she told the news station that she ended up uh, bringing this story to that she called the clinic to ask what had happened. But the receptionist would immediately hang up on her every time. So I got to I got to wonder here, like if there was a paperwork mix up, what happened to the other patient that might have gotten the breast reduction surgery that was scheduled for her. Like, you know, maybe this was a woman that went in there with already small breasts and felt kind of bad about it. And no, I got to get some, got to get some bigger stuff here. And she ends up getting them smaller. So I'm surprised that we're not seeing a story of, you know, another woman that might've gotten another free quote unquote operation. And she's pissed too, because now she, she's smaller. Uh, the victim here added, I was so confused how there was a mix-up. They told me the whole team made a mistake. They weren't maintaining surgical logs. They weren't checking their patients. They had no idea what they were performing or on who. They did this without my consent. I had no idea this was going on. And she was admitted to the hospital two, two weeks later after the wounds that I was talking about earlier, where, you know, that's the scar, the incision underneath her breast became infected and blood clots were found in her lungs and legs my god man she nearly died because the incisions were ripping open and she said those open wounds led to an infection and blood clots i was alternating between two intravenous antibiotics because the infection was so severe they worried that i was going to go septic so all if this doesn't scare the hell out of you, then, you know, I, I don't know what does. Imagine, and this is probably something that's caused by, you know, maybe a uh, less reputable plastic surgeon that you're going to to save some money, uh, maybe cheap out a little bit. It seems like the kind of thing that would happen at one of those run-of-the-mill pun not intended based on this woman's last name, uh, places. She spent four days in the hospital and the following two months on antibiotics to clear up the infections. Since the procedure, she's been struggling to get her life back on track due to the financial, physical, and psychological toll the botched surgery has taken on her, which I can imagine that. I mean, you see what ended up happening with this shit. And, you know, this is one of those rare cases that I actually tend to agree with. You know how most frivolous lawsuits often include uh clauses like psychological damage i was just so torn up i just literally couldn't even and you know this this is fucking scarring again pun not not completely intended here this is pretty scarring stuff man uh she managed to dispute the surgery charge with her bank fortunately and get the money back the clinic is trying to fight it and claiming that this is what she asked for when this might not be exactly what she asked for so she went in thinking that she was going to get a breast reduction surgery because she was just too damn big up there and they ended up just making them bigger and doing the botched tummy tuck she just had her second surgery to correct part of the problem that they caused. She was not able to work. It was a big financial hit, despite the fact that she was able to uh, get the money back from the surgery by charging it back from her bank. She's still not able to go out and work, and she's a 29-year-old mother. So, you know, she's got she's to support her kids, too. So that's such a tough situation to be in. And she even needs 
more corrective surgery in the future. But, you know, and I cannot blame her for this, by the way. She fears going under the knife again. She says, I've just had surgery done on my lower abdomen to fix what the other surgeon did. The man who took over my wound care also offered to do scar revision under my breasts. I'm terrified to do that. And I also don't have the funds for that right now after all that I've been put through. And of course, the surgeon's office, when contacted by the local news station that ended up covering this and the story went national, uh, they declined to comment. And they failed to provide a response to the allegations. So let me know what you think about this story. This is a mother of three, by the way, who was probably just going in to get a breast reduction surgery to maybe ease up on some of the pain that's going on on her back. She's already got a lot to deal with, man. She's already dealing with enough and to be put through like another such ordeal like this. This was... This is just rough, man. And this is an example, a prime example. I've never watched any of the uh, the botched surgery, the botched plastic surgery reality shows, but it's a perfect example of why I am just dead ass, completely afraid of getting plastic surgery in any capacity. Because look, you never know when you can walk in there, even if your plastic surgery is well intentioned. Uh, never know when you could walk in there and there could just be a casual little paperwork mix up. And then all of a sudden you're getting, uh, the wrong thing. I was trying to come up with some sort of an example as to where one of our botched surgeries could go wrong. But the thing is, I don't understand why anybody would get a penis reduction surgery. So unfortunately, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to leave that one there. A 19-year-old college student developed sepsis, almost like this Florida woman did, and but he actually ended up developing the sepsis and lost his legs and fingers after eating leftover Chinese takeout food in what doctors called a perfect storm of events. So this is so unlikely that the fact that this happened uh, made news. Now, while this happened uh, a year ago, the doctors and the toxicologists just started to describe this process because, you know, over that, that past year, you kind of have to see how, excuse me, you have to see how this develops, right? And boy, did this not develop well. And the images that I'm about to show you guys, I got to put a dinner warning on this one because these are just the the sepsis that this guy had that ended up resulting in him having to have his arms and legs amputated is fucking gruesome. It is god awful. And that's another thing, you know, it might just scare me off of eating leftovers. Although these Chinese food leftovers were apparently tainted. They don't say why, but it included lo mein, chicken, and rice. He ate bad leftovers and then all of a sudden developed a severe, severe case of sepsis, suffering from shock, multiple organ failure, skin modeling, and a rapidly progressive reticular rash. The patient was well until 20 hours before his admission when diffuse abdominal pain and nausea developed after he ate the unfortunate Chinese leftovers and all right check out check out some of these images right here fellas and again I gotta warn you before I put these pictures on the screen and I gotta tell you if you are uh listening to the podcast tonight rather than 
listening live or checking out the YouTube recording, then this is one of those rare, rare instances where I will say that, you know, you're you're making the right call here. You do not, do not want to see any of this stuff. But alas, I'm going to do that thing that guys do to their friends where they where you know how like when you smell something that's terrible. This is an old Bill Engvall bit like what where you sm- smell something that's terrible and go, Oh, God, that is awful. I smell this. And so that that's exactly what we're going to do today. Uh, I saw this story. And I checked out these images and thought, Oh, my God, this is fucking awful. Well, here we go, fellas. Again, one last time, you got a 30-second warning, uh, dinner warning. If you are eating dinner, you need to put your fucking food down right now. Or, you know, I'm not even going to say turn away from the stream because you you, you probably want to see this. So these are some of the uh, some of the skin rashes that he developed as part of the sepsis just from eating bad Chinese food. And that leads you to believe, like, what kind of shit can happen if you eat bad leftovers, man? Now, I've heard of getting, like, food poisoning and stuff, but this is an entirely, entirely new level. He had multiple episodes of emesis, which is vomiting, that was either bilious or red-brown. So he had fucking red-brown vomit, gross as shit then he developed chills generalized weakness progressively worsening uh diffuse uh myalgias sure chest pain shortness of breath headache neck stiffness and blurry vision his temperature was over 105 degrees fahrenheit heart rate was 166 beats per minute and he was breathing at 28 breaths per minute oh all right, these are another these are more of those images here that show just how far the uh the rash ended up developing on him and my god, my god, this is just terrible stuff. It's awful stuff. He had to have his legs and fingers amputated after this because look, I can't imagine that you can still maintain a decent function in those limbs after you see a case like this. Uh, and of course the New York post is warning us to reduce the food or the risk of food poisoning from bacteria. Leftover food should be refrigerated no later than two hours after it is removed from a heat source. And this kind of scares me, man, because I'm not going to lie. Okay. Call me, call me fucking disgusting all you want, but I've had food sitting out and this particularly applies to pizza. I don't know if, uh, I just don't want to waste pizza, man. I don't know if this also applies. This advice also applies to pizza, but I'm not going to lie. I have had a box of pizza like sitting out over the course of an entire long elongated afternoon and then have gone back to it for dinner that night and thought, oh, shit, I probably should have put this in the fridge. Yeah, let me just get a slice. Let me get, let me get a slice or two. Of course, I, I end up reheating it, you know, but I'm not doing that shit anymore, especially, especially when it comes to uh, Chinese food. So while we're on the topic of 
fairly bad restaurants, uh, or at least vaguely related to restaurants. There is a Las Vegas restaurant that is accused of lacing food with THC, which already sounds a little bit suspicious because, A, that sounds expensive. Like, I'm not giving the customers at a fucking restaurant free THC. It, even, I don't care how Karen they are, and we're going to hear from some uh, Karens in a moment that ended up falling victim to this. I don't care how Karen you are, but I am not giving you free THC, hypothetically, if I were a restaurant employee to just kind of calm down a little bit and hope that you don't have to speak to the manager uh, at any point. A Las Vegas woman says that a restaurant drugged her food with THC which, of course, they have to add in the local news article, the main psychoactive compound in marijuana. Oh, my God. And this was not an isolated incident either. Uh, other people online are saying that the same thing ended up happening to them. Uh, Samantha Diaz, one of the alleged victims, said their food is usually really tasty and we've never had a problem before. But this was a problem. Oh, my God. And there, there's a local news report on this that we're going to check out uh, that we're going to check out, too, because, look, we have got to. We have got to see just the reaction of some of these peop people. On February 2nd, more than two months after giving birth, Mackenzie Keller met her son, Zach, for the first time. No, that's not it. I'll, f I'll find this in just a moment. It's these fucking, uh, it's these damn uh, news autoplay things that, you, you know how when you get to a, uh, like the end of a news video in one of the news articles, it uh, it automatically like proceeds to the next article or the next video. I, news autoplay videos, by the way, and this happens a lot during the pre-show. If anybody checks out the pre-show, I just kind of sit here with some music playing and get in the mood and go over some stories before the show starts. But it's really bad then. I'm just trying to listen to some goddamn music. The secret of Siam behind me has been closed since the weekend, and today the Southern Nevada Health District releasing new information saying over... This audio is really triggering me, by the way, because I've had a lot of... Uh, and, you know, I know nobody, nobody really cares all that much about the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I've had a lot of studio issues lately where the audio mixer that I have is doing some, I don't want to say short circuiting, but it's having some wiring and powering issues where what it'll do is it'll cut out every channel and it'll only uh, play any sort of audio or only capture audio that comes into the left pan uh, earbud or headphone. And so the way that this story's audio is set up and... I I'm going to have to interject here and there to make sure that it's not the studio shitting itself and it's just a news story. But this news story is particularly triggering to me. Again, I, I know nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. But I, I got PTSD from dealing with this shit all week, man. 30 people have reported illness shortly after eating here. Allegations came out from multiple patrons that they felt high. Secret of Some Siam. They tested positive for THC after going to the... 
Do not eat here. Oh, man, I wish Emergency I could. Here, let me go back a little According bit. to the health district, the range of symptoms include anything from increased heart rate or it's not. and blurry vision to hallucinations and loss of consciousness. All hallucinations hours of consuming and loss of consciousness. This restaurant. So far, the owner has been unresponsive to email and phone calls. We just want to know about the oh, THC that, now it's that out was of the other. found in uh, your customer's food. News 3 tracked down his address and went asking for answers. So, what is going on with this news story, man? The way that this is getting like autoplayed. Home, but said the owner Holy shit. There. All right, well, I'll, I'll fix this. I'll, I'll fix this for you guys because this, is, this is ridiculous. There. In light of all this, the Las Vegas Asian Chamber of Commerce is all right, let's get, let's get back here. Consciousness. All happening within hours of consuming <sighs> Fuck, food and drink from this restaurant. So far, the owner has been unresponsive to email and phone calls. We just want to know about the THC that was allegedly found it. in uh, local news. Food? News three sitting outside down the his gate. Address and went asking for answers. Someone was inside the home, but said the owner wasn't there. In light of all this, the Las Vegas Asian Chamber of Commerce is asking the community to understand now the audio is okay. Like this do happen and will happen. Hoping that this one instance won't negatively impact public perception of others. Local news on what is your the video player restaurant instead of just generalizing it uh -oh. and, and uh, put a uh, broad brush on all the Asian restaurants. They should just focus on finding the root cause what I can't even pause this. I gotta let it play through, otherwise it's gonna break. And, and we can move on. The Southern Nevada Health District also releasing a new survey. So the health today district is investigating this now. The secret of Siam between January 25th and February 14th to fill it out whether or not you got sick. You can find that and all the information on our website, news3lv.com. No, I will not be going to news3.com because uh, plenty of people are. Also because your video player sucks. But there are multiple uh, people that are claiming this, including that woman, Samantha Diaz, who uh, ate at the restaurant with her husband. And she took a curry dish home and experienced symptoms when she ate it two days later. I was like melting into my chair, man. And I got all disoriented and heavy. I thought, what is happening here? She was scared, thinking that she might have a stroke. I said to my husband, honey, I think I'm high. Okay. I think I'm high, ladies and gentlemen. And poor woman, poor woman, you're high. And he was like, get out of here. We haven't left the house in two days. And it wasn't until uh, like right after the Super Bowl that she came across social media posts on Facebook and the Nextdoor app where people were sharing that they had the same experience so she thinks that something might be wrong here she thinks oh shit maybe it's just me did they poison my food or am i just high and should take a chill pill and maybe just sit back and have a good time because they gave me free weed or do i uh go on social media and next door which is particularly cancerous to try and get a confirmation that this is exactly what happened the funny thing is that just last week, the health district gave this restaurant an A rating and they've been closed since Sunday and their phone line has been disconnected. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you were able to get high from free marijuana. 
when we come back. We have got some more updates on the Russia and Ukraine situation because, look, I, I promised yesterday that we would be following this, and there have been a couple more updates. We will go over those uh, just a little bit. Plus, there is a possibility that we will have the time to get to these insane uh, crash footages, this insane Miami Beach helicopter crash footage, plus uh, hundreds of rare sealed video games were discovered in this Nebraska storage facility. And I want to go over what some of these games are and what this means, because we've seen the classic and retro uh, video game market kind of blow up recently. And so I want to find out, do these video games have any sort of value? Are they, did they just come across gold here or did they all end up being duds gross and we will get to that when we come back stay with us simulation right here to do follow-up on stories that we have previously covered. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this story of these anti-Jewish flyers that were being dropped along streets. They were being placed on cars uh, in the Miami Beach area, and they were largely uh, super conspiratorial. It was all, you know, every single aspect of the COVID agenda is Jewish, and it spouted a whole bunch of hate stuff, and it started to list like all of the major powerful figures as being Jews, gross. And, you know, it, it just spewed all of that kind of vile and hate. And now uh, they're being found in a couple of other areas because now there are reports out of Ormond Beach and residents of Riverside Drive in Ormond Beach are saying, that these same flyers are starting to be found alongside their streets with the same kind of conspiratorial headlines and about how, uh, you know, everything is just a giant conspiracy and, you know, you need to just troll everybody with your crap as often as you can. And I think that's just a bad, uh, bad, bad way to look at life, man. 
Residents of Riverside Drive in Ormond Beach say Monday anti-Jewish flyers now were dropped Central along Florida. their street with a headline that claims every single aspect of the COVID wow. agenda is Jewish. Who would have thought? Below is a list that identifies... Yeah, these look like... This looks like the same poster that we covered uh, a couple weeks ago where it lists... People like the CDC directors, CDC deputy directors, CDC chief of staff, all of these people that are in uh, positions of power. And then, of course, uh, it leaves you to make your own decision. All you have to do, you know, as you see the Star of David next to a pentagram on the other side, is you see their name and then you see their position and then you see Jewish. Ew. And then, of course, your what the conspiracy theorists want you to do is they want you to start piecing together everything in your head and start thinking, oh, my God, this has something in common. They're all Jewish and, you know, just become a hateful person from there. Over a dozen national public officials, BlackRock CEO, Moderna CEO. Retired Jewish rabbi Barry Altman received one of the flyers and says, well, he's disappointed. He's not surprised That's because anti-Semitic activity is on the rise. I was disappointed that here in Ormond Beach, people are, uh, I don't know, targeting the general population. I don't know. Targeting. I, You know, the funny thing is, is I really thought that he was about to say, you know, I, I don't know. I think the people of Ormond Beach are uh Jewish. Like, shit. I wouldn't have guessed that. With these ridiculous assaults on logic and reasonability. The back of the flyer features right, the headline, of Let's Go Brand. Oh, the same fucking conspiracy people that would put this out are, are of course, of course, the same people that are, are too pussy to just say, fuck Joe Biden. And boy, have I gone, uh, I'm, I've sat atop this anti-let's-go-Brandon soapbox before, but, you know, we might as well just rehash it a little bit while we're still here. If you're out there actively saying let's-go-Brandon and wearing, like, let's-go-Brandon t-shirts and wearing, like, let's-go-Brandon hats, you're a fucking pussy. Just come out and say fuck Joe Biden if that's what you want to say, because, look, let's be honest here, fuck Joe Biden is not an illegitimate thing to want to say to the president. Like, I get that, you know, but but the left is going to cancel us. Well, then you're, you're a fucking pussy for being afraid of that. You are a giant pussy. If you want to say fuck Joe Biden, just say fuck Joe Biden instead of pussyfooting and cowering behind. And let's go, Brandon. We're so we're so clever. And it's from the same. It's always from the same fucking people, too. It is always those people that you know have close-up selfies they're all like mediocre middle-aged fucking bald white guys that like have a close-up of their fucking face probably with the fat below their chin just in the central part of the picture and they've always always got fucking they've always got sunglasses on so these are it's i know that those probably aren't the people that we're dealing with here but i don't know man they could be they could be those people that fall down the fucking uh, Facebook news conspiracy theory rabbit hole. And, you know, if that's the way that you've chosen to live your life, then I don't know, man. You need to make some better choices. Brandon, which is a reference to an anti-President Biden phrase. Let's go, Brandon. As for who dropped <laughs> off the flyers, they appear to be associated with the Goyam Defense League. According to the anti... Oh, we went to that website uh, the last time that we 
covered these flyers in Miami Beach. And essentially what that website is, is it kind of looks like Twitch. It looks like a uh, light-skinned... Wow, okay. Now it's all making sense now. Shit. It looks like a light-skinned, like, white version of Twitch where, you know, uh, they have some really, really just crazy and unhinged stuff. In fact, let's let's go to it again. Goyim TV. Goyim T. Oh, so we did go to this the last time that we we covered this. Let's see what else that they've put on there since uh since going to go down this rabbit hole the last time. What do we got? Liars, thieves, and murderers. Oh my God. The Jews. The Jews. Capitalism and white genocide. Homosexual Hebrew hotline bris plank prank call. All right, so you know that these are these are the fucking people that we're dealing with here. So this is the level of uh, trolling that's happening, and you know it seems to have spread from the Miami Beach area to over here in poor Ormish Beach, <laughs> Central Florida. And hopefully uh, this doesn't become much more widespread because, look, you're, you're scaring all the old people that are living in their retirement communities. They see this and think that some fucking uh, fat, bald white guy is going to come out of their truck with their huge fucking shotgun and go on a killing rampage against you because you're Jewish. So just, just stop doing what you're doing, Goyam TV and Let's Go Brandoners, you fucks. You're you're scaring you're scaring all the old people. They're they're all just so frail and brittle, and they've retired to their peaceful communities in Ormond Beach. And I don't know how far the villages is from Ormond Beach, but they're they're there too. So le- leave leave these poor people alone, man. Stop scaring them into you know ad- adhering to your fucking conspiracy theory shit nonsense. Here's another one. BlackRock and Vanguard are the two largest shareholders of both Pfizer and uh, GlaxoSmithKline, which I have no fucking idea if I'm pronouncing that right, which may be true as well as practically all of the media. That may be true. But look, if you've chosen to go down this route where this is all that you're focusing on as your core identity, then your life is probably miserable. Like, Sure, BlackRock and Vanguard may be the two largest shareholders of both uh, Pfizer and that other fucking company, but who cares? They're the elites. Sure, there's really nothing that we can do about it, so all that you can do is just live your fucking life, man, and if you continue to live your life in fear of the elites, then you're not, you're just, you're not gonna have a very pleasant life. You're gonna go down this fucking rabbit hole your whole life, and then you're gonna spend your time doing this shit, like, terrorizing all the fucking frail old old Jewish people that live in fucking Ormond Beach, and you're just, it's not, you're, it's not gonna do it for you, man. Defamation League, that group is comprised of anti-Semites and white supremacists no! who in recent months have been holding propaganda campaigns all no! over the country. They, um, you know, seek ways to troll the Jewish community and other minorities. And, you know, they distribute the propaganda or hold tours where they, they troll and harass the community. The oh, look at that poor. Pass out. Look at this poor old man's hand. He, he's shaking. He's like, he's literally trembling in fear as he's opening up this uh, anti-Semitic uh, Jew-hating propaganda fucking flyer. Uh, you know, I, I gotta, we gotta rewind that. 
I'm not saying that he's trembling because he's old, but now he's scared. He's scared. And harass the, community. the ADL says those who pass out the propaganda are rarely charged with a crime because they're skilled at hiding behind the First Amendment. Rabbi Altman says the most helpful way for the community uh, to respond trending. to the anti-Semitism is to express its support for those targeted. Oh, I like how they had to add uh, when it came to uh, Rachel Levine, who is the the chief scientist or the HHS assistant health secretary. Of course, they had to add in parentheses here transgender. Because, you know, they want you to hate them because of that, too. I know the overwhelming majority of people think that this is uh, it's wrong and it's it's unfair. wrong in Ormond Beach. Amanda Dukes, Wesh T News. Wow, nice swoosh, Wesh. You really got really got the local news game going there. <laughs> All right, so I have to pay off this story because I did uh, tease it in the social media posts, which is so. Unfortunately, we cannot see. And we cannot witness and listen to firsthand exactly how cringe this uh, Bitcoin rapper is. And they're now being called the Bitcoin Bonnie and Clyde. And I'm, of course, talking about the eccentric Manhattan couple arrested earlier this month for trying to launder $3.6 billion dollars in stolen cryptocurrency. And I got to do a quick plug here, which is that if you want to check out some of her raps, because the uh, the wife here, who was let out on bail during this investigation, if you want to check out how cringe some of the raps are, I put out a video. It's on our YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash simulation radio and subscribe to that, I put out a daily video, a uh, news video a couple of weeks ago, it might have been like two weeks ago uh, covering this. And the only reason that I can't play it now is because at this point, all all of the footage and all of her rap songs and all of that shit surely is just gone. It is out of here from the Internet. So we cannot, unfortunately, uh, relive that cringe cycle. But I did end up uh, capturing at least the five seconds that I could handle of it before wanting to blow my fucking brains out. Uh, you can catch that on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash simulation radio. Now, the reason that we are coming back to this and that we are following up on this story as well is because two weeks in to this controversy, Hollywood is... Ooh, my voice just broke there. Hollywood is already starting to get in the planning phase of making a documentary about this. It's inspired two documentaries and a TV-scripted series. Uh, and, of course, this comes from Nick Bilton, who is co-executive producing a Netflix documentary. This is the same guy that made the, the Fire Festival documentary that's on Netflix. He says, a lot of people have been trying to come up with a way to tell a story about crypto and the world we live in today. And uh, they're already, they're already starting to shop around for documentaries about this. And this is just, this is not good, man. These crypto people are fucking insane savages. Of course, the husband is the biggest simp that I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And the wife, as I said in the video, is, you know, the stereotypical uh, stoner, stoner girl. I'm just such a deep artist and I'm just so smart. 
but she really doesn't fucking do anything in her life besides, you know, try and bank on crypto. And I'm I'm really trust me, I'm not going to go into that whole the rant that I did in the video again, but uh you can you can check all of that out if you so choose. Like look at this. All right, look at this picture. This is the husband and this is the the wife, the Bonnie and Clyde of Bitcoin and the husband's now in jail. Just look at this, man. You can tell from the fucking body language in this picture that this guy is just, he is fucking simp lord extraordinaire here. And she is wildly out of control with her stupid cringe. And you can see it on, you know, some of the TikToks that she uh, put out. I am just really, really hoping that uh, all of those TikToks are gone too so that I don't have to look at them because God knows I'm going to be tempted to uh, just kind of cringe because I'm a glutton for punishment. But Hollywood is out for their story and I will more than likely not watch whatever uh, whatever ends up coming out here. So, all right, to close out the show, uh, we have to do a couple of updates on what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, because, of course, yesterday we had the news that uh, Vladimir Putin, who is the self-proclaimed president of Russia, who created that position just to continue to be able to rule Russia and maybe bring the USSR back to its old glory days, uh, now he has essentially started giving the go-ahead to use force in these breakaway regions that are in the Ukraine. Now, of course, we talked about yesterday the two states, the separatist states, the regions of, of Donetsk and Luhansk, who are technically part of the Ukraine, but they're sort of like Russian apologists, right? And so they uh, frequently do some fighting and mince words and all the, not mince words, but, you know, do, do battle with words with uh, the Ukraine government. And Vladimir Putin yesterday came out and said, okay, we recognize these two states as independent, which is him essentially leading the groundwork for saying, all right, I'm going to go back in and I am just, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take these two lands and then, you know, maybe whatever happens, because these are on the eastern part of the Ukraine. So he initially starts in the east, I know I'm doing a whole fucking hand map thing, and I probably could have brought up a real map. Uh, you know, actually, here's a real map. Thanks, New York Post. So right here, uh, of course, we've got Russia over here and the capital, uh, Kiev, in Ukraine, which is how the Ukrainians pronounce it. So that's how I'll continue to pronounce it from here on out. Um, so these two states, the uh, Luhansk People's Republic and the Donetsk People's Republic, lie on the eastern coast of uh the ukraine and they have essentially been uh russian russian apologists and they're similarly they're most likely on like russia's side quote unquote and so today vladimir putin or after yesterday's acknowledgement of them being uh independent states according to him which by the way you, you don't really have that power they're still kind of part of the ukraine uh, Vladimir Putin has given the go-ahead to start to use force in these breakaway regions. He's given the go-ahead to deploy troops in those two regions that we just talked about that you saw on the map, heightening fears of a full-scale attack 
after the um, Biden administration finally admitted that an invasion by Moscow was underway in those areas. Now, of course, the U.S. is responding by saying, you know, it the invasion is starting and we're going to get fresh sanctions because that is going to scare Vladimir Putin off. He announced new economic sanctions today targeting Russia and said that the invasion was beginning after he started deploying troops to those separatist areas of eastern Ukraine. So things are moving along uh, quite quickly here between uh, Vladimir Putin's declaration yesterday of their independence, quote unquote, and now him starting to uh, move in there. So we will continue to follow all this stuff, follow everything that is uh, going on here. and. There are some uh, some Russian officials that are coming out and saying that, you know, we sanctions, pff, we don't care. Fucking sanctions. <laughs> so uh, all I can do is just send my best wishes to the people that are in Ukraine. Now, of course, that leads the question is how hard is this going to escalate from here? Is he going to press farther? Is Vladimir Putin going to press farther than those two eastern regions? Uh, are we going to see full-scale war? And the most important question, should we even uh, be fighting in this war? And honestly, I'm kind of leaning towards a no on that one. I'm not going to lie. I really don't see the reason. I mean, of course, uh, special interests have resources to protect over there. So when fucking Jen Psaki makes her statement today about how, uh, you know, defending the world comes at its cost or whatever the hell she said today. In fact, let me let me go to uh, Jen Psaki's statement because a reporter was asking her why they should be prepared or why we Americans that we should be prepared to bear the cost of standing up for Ukraine's sovereignty and that why should Americans feel it's a cost that they have to bear. And this is Jen Psaki's response to this, the White House press secretary. Warned Americans in the last several weeks that they have to, they should be prepared to bear the cost of standing up for Ukraine's sovereignty. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of conversation about this, and I was hoping you could maybe speak to clarify this a little bit. Why should Americans, uh, you know, feel that they have to? That is a cost that they should have to bear, and that should affect their lives. And how much should they be prepared for this? I fucking love this whole mask theater shit that's still going on. By the way, it's just insane. It's insane. These. I, most people are doing it because of the rules, but uh, it's just so fucking annoying to look at now. Well, I think what hopefully the American people who are tuning into this or have been tuning into this will see is that the president of the United States and, and his entire uh, national security apparatus have been rallying the world and standing up against the efforts of Russia to invade and take and carve out a chunk of another country for their own. Um, and that is the world is standing with the United States against the actions of President Putin. Now, why does that matter? I realize that's what you're asking me. Why does that matter to the... I don't know, man. This seems a little bit of uh, not our problem. Not our problem. Now, I do. I feel very bad for the people over there in Ukraine, especially the civilians who are just smack dab in the middle of the capital that are wondering, OK, could full scale war break out? Like I talked yesterday about the that fucking uh, family guy episode where Brian and Stewie went back in time to uh, Poland in 1939 when the Germans uh, invaded 
that that specific day and all the tanks roll up and they just sit there and they're like oh shit i forgot that happened today and the people in ukraine are probably at any moment's notice thinking that something like that could could happen and it's a little bit terrifying over there but at the same time i really don't think that we should be sending our men and women over there to be fighting a battle that is not ours. But again, I, I realize that this is such a controversial and hot topic, and I don't even know if I would classify that as a hot take. But of course, uh, that's probably not going to be the reality of what the situation ends up being. Because of course, as I mentioned earlier, uh, what they're not going to tell you is that we have all sorts of special interests over there that we got to go protect before Russia gets their hands on it. So, American people, that should matter because that is a fundamental value that we as a country stand up for, and we stand up against that type of action. That goes back to World War II, uh, and, uh, and we have repeatedly throughout history been leaders in the world in rallying support for... So the ethos here is that, you know, we're, we're leaders in the world, this is what we're supposed to do, but I don't know, man, there's just something that sits poorly with me about... Uh, especially a military population, a younger generation who is growing increasingly more dissatisfied and disenfranchised by our dealings in the world and by our conflicts around there. And so I really don't see a world where uh, the vast majority of the people, the demographic who they would be sending to war if we were to go and defend them, I really don't see them being all that behind this. And I also just do not see a reason to go send those people to war. For what? For this? But no, we, we got to keep up the image. We got to keep up the ethos. And we've got to protect our special, special interests before Russia gets their hands on it. Any efforts to seize uh, territory from another country. What the, when the president spoke to the American people last week, it was very important to him to be very direct and clear and straightforward with them about what this could mean uh, as we looked to what the impact of an invasion could mean uh, and also what the impact of sanctions could mean. And the fact that yeah, they're really scared of sanctions uh, is not without cost, including in this case, uh, including potentially in this scenario. Now, as Dalip just conveyed, what the president has said to his national security team is he wants to leave no no stone unturned. He wants them to take every step possible to uh, tap into the resources of global suppliers, uh, to present to him uh, any option that will reduce the impact on the American people. And even as he's looking at sanctions, he is taking that into account. But uh, this is about standing up for American values. Standing up for what's making, right. He wanted to make clear to them what impact that could have. Is it right, though, that I am not entirely convinced about that, honestly. So... Again, I know this is a controversial issue and uh, opinions are going to vary quite wildly on this one. So I want to know what you think. So be sure to leave a comment in the YouTube video uh, in the social medias as well. It is, of course, at Simulation Radio on everything. Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this whole conflict that's going on right now? I don't know, man. I really seem to think that it is going to escalate. But at the same time, I, I, I just... I don't think it's our problem, man. And I get that, you know, we have to look like we're doing something and we got a grandstand and we got to protect our special interests before Russia gets our hands on them. But 
I don't know, man. I just think that it's not our problem. And again, I'm not an expert in foreign policy. I'm not even a real journalist. I don't really know all that much about what's going on here. All that I can gather is just the information that is given to us based on what comes out. So I will, of course, uh, continue to follow this. Uh, Maybe some updates on Thursday if we have more. Uh, Otherwise, I could potentially do live streams, videos this week about it. And most certainly, we will do some sort of uh, wrap-up next Monday on the show. So thank you, everybody, for watching, liking, subscribing, listening. Be sure to uh, press that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. It, look, we'll, one day we'll make a little graphic that's big old red that shows up right here. And, of course, it has a little clicky thing that, you know, you... Personally, again, I think that you are all YouTube folks. I think you are all smarter than that and that you don't need to be uh, influencered. I know the words influence. Shut up. And that you don't need to be influencered into uh, getting fucking mind controlled, depressed on that subscribe button and turn on notifications. But I am merely asking you out of the goodness of your heart to do so should you choose. And, you know, of course, if you find everything that we do entertaining and would like to continue to stay informed and would like to just, you know, follow along and have some fun, then be sure to follow, like, subscribe. It is at Simulation Radio on all of the social medias and on YouTube as well. And once again, if you are listening to the podcast or if you are listening to the recording on YouTube, then please be sure to listen live every Monday and Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And with that in mind, we have a lot of cool and interesting stuff planned for the very interesting show this weekend. That will be our next appearance Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the same place. It's I'm, I'm poking it. Boop, 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 boop. I got the text. <clears throat> so I love you all. Thank you all for listening and subscribing and doing all of that good stuff. And I will see you next week. Well, actually, I'll see you on Thursday, but we'll we'll get to some more news next week. Bye. I'm out of here.